Hello again everybody, uh, this is uh, Jason Powers. So today we're going to talk about, um, actually we're going to play uh, snippets from uh, Mr. Uh, or Dr. Malone's uh, interview with uh, Joe Rogan uh, on uh, actually mass formation psychosis or mass psychosis. Uh, I've done a, I did a blog post a long time ago back in like September uh, and also an earlier one very early on in this uh, situation back in April of 2020 about the about the things that were going on in, in inside this uh, entire uh, pandemic scenario that we're uh, living in and so uh, uh, when I say pandemic scenario it's a it's a scenario that's being run on us and uh, aside from everything else uh, people have uh, hyper focused and this was this was part of their objective if if you wanted to create a um, situation where you could do the things that the, that are being uh, bantered around by the World Economic Forum or even China uh, they each have their own objective I think in terms of how they want to see the world but at the core a heart of it is control and power and uh, top-down authoritarianism that's just that's just it that's just it um, they're borrowing from each other in terms of how they want to get that done. The West is borrowing more from the East than we're borrowing uh, than the East is borrowing from us. Uh, albeit they're 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 borrowing our um, our uh, the colonial past, I guess you could say, if you want to be uh, give that some credence and uh, and follow up on that. But that would be where they're heading uh, towards because they want uh, to. Uh, dead and trap a lot of places around the world and that's that's the Chinese the World Economic Forum is just trying to consolidate power and uh, push forward their uh, one or social credit system and whatnot but uh, we're gonna start off with it first for the tweet um, that came about uh, a lady called Shirley Jones anyway so Jeff Bezos I, I, you, I put the link in the uh, description of this so uh, they uh, here's Jeff Bezos, were net worth 195 billion, owner of Washington Post, on his yacht, being attended to by a mass servant, and the picture is quite entertaining because you see this this relatively attractive uh, girl wearing a white little t-shirt and uh, her uh, shorts, and she's got a like a plate with like these little squares on it, and Jeff Bezos is sitting there. You know, topless with his sunglasses on, his little Ray Bans or whatever the hell they are. You know, no no shoes on. He's just he's uh, living the dream. He's being observed by some uh, probably his family or some some people that he's invited on his yacht, and they're all happy go lucky. But yet the the staff has to be masked up like little sheep uh, to serve and uh, serve his power game. So take a good look because this is the world the new normals are ushering uh, ushering into being. This is not an argument about a virus. It's a fight. Pick a side. And that's where we're at and that's where we've been at for a long time. But <clears throat> Dave, uh, the I call this episode Mass Media Psychosis uh, for uh, Mass Mass Media Formation Psychosis is uh, the media has been uh, uniquely used against uh, people especially um, and they may not like it they may not like being called uh, liberals and or whatever else or now they're leftists they've been ginned up for the last several years obviously uh, uh, the prior president uh, Trump was their bane of their existence and it was uh, made to be made to be that way uh, through a, a, a total group of people who had a objective, and particularly the corporatists that were behind him, or the corporations that were uh, involved in trying to remove him from office, which that's what they were about, amongst other people. You had the military, the corporations, you had the D.C. establishment, uh, the agencies, the whole nine yards. They were so hell-bent on getting rid of him uh, because their candidate didn't win, and they made all kinds of pretenses and false made false plays and, and of course the people that listened to the media the most in the, in those particular areas believed them there's been studies and analysis done of that that uh, 
uh, over the course of time, actually up and through 2019 and 2020, uh, that uh, it, based upon political affiliation, uh, Democrats were highly believe uh, highly believed the media, like up to upwards of 70 percent of the them uh, put trust in the media as uh, Gallup poll had uh, surmised. Whereas if you were an independent, you were probably around the mid-30s. And if you were in the Republican category, you were down around the teens or, or probably about 15%. So that shows the dichotomy. Now, over the, the funny thing is, is up, up until about 2003, most of those groups were clustered together in between, you know, probably about 65 to 45. So the trust was very, very closely aligned. Something happened after the Iraq War, after the Patriot Act, and uh, that that uh, dichotomy. Uh, there was a split, and, uh, and based upon who was in power, that had a lot to do with who, whether or not trust in media had, had taken hold. Independents, though, gradually have moved further and further south in terms of their uh, trust. And by independents, I'm talking about the people who don't affiliate to one party or another. Yeah, you know, technically in the in the 2000s and throughout the 2000s, I was a, a Democrat. I was a Democratic voter, so I've uh, I I have admitted that. <laughs> I've uh, you know I voted for Obama, uh, yes, and I didn't vote for Bush either time. So <laughs> therein therein lies the cause. Um, and and my 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 change in beliefs started in the early to 2010s. Uh, not only due to the financial situation, but due to uh, due process rights being uh, undermined and subverted by Obama and his uh, his particular executive orders and and or uh, positions. And I start there because that's what we're dealing with when we're dealing with the media. We have people who live in big cities who still believe in these uh, media morons, and they're pushing uh, pushing this uh, um, crazy almost inconceivable uh, messaging on all of us and they've been doing it with fear porn and they've been doing it with they've been doing it for many years they did it not only not only directly at trunk but other things they were pushing transgenderism they were pet pushing critical race theory they're pushing um, you know blm messaging you can see it in their advertisements you can see it in the corporate sponsorship you can see it in the way corporations responded and like today, for example, the Senate is supposedly supposed to vote on this change in the filibuster. The Republicans want to slit their own throats, which doesn't surprise me any because they're they're on board with all this shit by federalizing the elections and taking uh, making everything uh, beholden to uh, federal oversight and federal funding. Uh, states will be giving up all their rights and all their powers and and. It will be inconceivable for any any fair elections to be had because now the state the the federal government will oversee and or come in and interject themselves in any state level. Uh, basically, it's just a soft coup against the the states. You no longer have any independence in how you uh, provide or um, maintain elections and your uh, polling, your uh, your election, your uh, registrations and stuff like that and i know many people will argue that the republicans would have done terrible things in the past and stuff like that i and my thing is is if you're going to base everything based upon what happened in the past if you're going to base the republicans and the democrats oh yeah well there's plenty of sins to go around that doesn't justify what you do in the present you know you this whole they did wrong so that we can now do wrong or we can go against the Constitution because they did it in the Constitution, etc., etc. You, you, they are destroying the Constitution and everybody is destroying the constitutional rights of people, the Bill of Rights. And if people don't get on, get on board with this concept that you're losing your rights and, you're, you, and, and until you start using your critical thinking skills for other than something other than making money or... Uh, sitting around worried about whether you're going to get uh, the next variant of COVID, irrespective of if it's any, it does anything to you or not, uh, you you're really not thinking very well. So there's my opening rant, and uh, I'm going to switch over to Robert Malone and let him uh, discuss this for the next uh, about 15 minutes or so. Um, 
Uh, I didn't queue this up perfectly, but uh, you'll it'll flow right into it. So, in this, what's going on in their head? But there is another perverse incentive here to amplify the fear porn and to amplify. If you buy into the hypothesis that for some reason there are incentives for the government to maintain the state of emergency, um, that is one explanation given that those declarations are expiring and will have to be re-implemented. Because if, if they're not, then all of this emergency use authorization vanishes like dust. So are you saying, or are you implying, that perhaps one of the reasons why they're removing monoclonal antibodies is to enhance the amount of people that are sick? I'm saying it is in the spectrum of the range of possible, just the same as the withholding of early treatments is inexplicable. And this is inexplicable in that we know that they're very effective. I, I have personal evidence that they're very effective. They, they work great on me. The fact that they're removing this and that you would even consider that the reason why they're doing it is to extend the emergency use authorization. For political reasons. Is, that's insane. That's terrifying. It's, it's hard for me to reconcile the behavior of the government and its public health decisions with the data. And I'm, I'm, it's, it's, you, it's like there's two bins. Is it incompetence or is it malevolence? Are, are they, is it, is, is there some ulterior political motive or are they just dumb stupid? If, if there's some political motive, if that's written anywhere, someone's going to jail. I mean, if that, if that comes out, if that somehow or another gets leaked, Jesus fucking Christ, that's scary. The, the, well, there's, there's, you know, um, so I wish it was so. I wish it was so, too. I'm saying that, and I might be completely wrong. I may be totally naive. What, the lab leak? Yeah. The, 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 dis you know, the, for me, the disclosure of emails that um, Cliff Lane, uh, Tony Fauci, and Francis Collins actively conspired to destroy any discussion of the appropriateness of lockdown strategies and and the mainstream press hardly covers it, and there are no there are no consequences. The document trail having to do with the gain of function research, and the implication of NIH and by the way DITRA in that, um, having absolutely no consequences for anybody. Um, we're in an environment in which truth and consequences are fungible. They this is modern media management and warfare. The truth is what the those that are managing the Trusted News Initiative say it is. That is wild. And uh, for me personally, it's so confusing that I find myself in a situation where I feel compelled to have people like you on because I don't know where else this is going to get out. I don't... So, so... Um, Thank you. On, on behalf of, you know, in my case, I'm the president of the International Alliance of Physicians and Scientists. We are over 16,000 people from all over the world, physicians and scientists. And you can find our website at www.globalcovidsummit.org. Um, we are about smacked about what's going on. Um, and we are shut down, censored, demeaned, fill in the blank, all over the world. And over a period of two years, the world's completely changed in that regard. And um, they're taking our licenses and uh, license to practice medicine because we are speaking about these matters. And you can label me however you want to label me. I don't care. I've done what I've done in my career. I'm at a stage at 62 years old. I've got a farm. It's almost paid off. I raise horses. I love my wife. You know, I've been married a long time. My kids are both married. i got grandkids. You know, I don't need this. Um, I'm, there's this claim, I'm doing all this because I seek attention. Trust me, this is not a fun thing to be doing um, at this stage. Physicians at FLCCC 
in senior positions, highly like Peter McCullough, people at the at the culmination of uh, exceptional careers, Paul Merrick, um, an exceptional physician by any standards, run out of his hospital, demeaned, destroyed, actively attacked, trying to take his license. This is this medicine is being destroyed globally. People are losing faith in the whole system. They're losing faith in the scientific enterprise. They're losing faith in our government. They're losing faith in the vaccine enterprise. I mean, what is going to be the long-term consequences of public health when you have a large fraction of the population who was anti-vaxxer, that pejorative, before, that are now saying, oh, my God, if this is how these people make decisions, I don't want anything to do with it. I certainly don't want it jabbed into my kid. Well, that's one of the more disturbing things. The, the opposite of that is one of the more disturbing things about this pandemic is how people have just decided because they're scared and because they want a solution that the pharmaceutical companies have their best interests at heart and that they're not these machines that are designed to make money. And they, they sell drugs and the drugs are often beneficial, but their main goal is to make money. And if they can fudge the data, if they can move the numbers around, if they can delete negative consequences. Pfizer is one of the most criminal pharmaceutical organizations in the world based on their past legal history and fines. What do those fines include? Bribing physicians. Okay, It is a cost-benefit analysis in the pharmaceutical industry about misbehavior. They are not grounded in the ethical principles that you and I, as average people, believe in. They don't live in that world. As you appropriately point out, they are about profit, return on investment. And furthermore, the overlords that own them, BlackRock, Vanguard, State Street, etc., these large, massive funds that are completely decoupled from nation states, have no moral core. They have no moral purpose. Their only purpose is return on investment. And that is the core problem here. That and the fact that we as a society have become grossly fragmented through social media, electronic appliances, the stress of what we've experienced. And this leads into this whole issue of mass formation psychosis that Matthias Desmet at the University of Ghent has promoted, that for many of us, when Matthias, a you know, psychologist and statistician, interesting combination, came made public. A lot of us, as we listened to Matthias, we said, oh, that makes sense. That was like the brain, that what happened when I encountered the Trusted News Initiative. I said, oh, you, I don't know if you saw the Brett Weinstein podcast with me and Steve Kirsch, um, where that lit this whole fire all over the world. Brett ends with the with the, basically the question, if you listen to the long version, um, of what's, how does this happen? How, how do we have this emergent phenomena? The, the how question, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, behind the how question is the why question. Um, the, 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 the how question of a third of the population basically being hypnotized and totally wrapped up in whatever Tony Fauci and the mainstream media feeds them, whatever CNN tells them is true. Um, let me illustrate that. The other day I was looking through New York Times recent articles about Omicron and pediatrics in preparation for this and for making some slideshows. And, um, and I saw this headline in the New York Times. Um, epidemiologist and a vaccinologist, and the, te- and the title was, how you should think about children and Omicron. It was, it was blatantly saying, this is how you should think. Mm-hmm. We're going to tell you how to think. Okay? People kind of got to get that in their head. That's the world we're in right now. Now, what Matthias Desmond has, has shared with us, brilliant insight, is another one of those, aha, now that part makes sense, um, which is that this comes from basically your intellectual inquiry into what the heck happened in Germany in the 20s and 30s. You know, very intelligent, highly educated population, and they went barking mad. Um, and how did that happen? 
mass formation psychosis. When you have a society that has become decoupled from each other and has free-floating anxiety in a sense that things don't make sense, we can't understand it, and then their attention gets focused by a leader or a series of events on one small point, just like hypnosis, they literally become hypnotized and can be led anywhere. And one of the aspects of that phenomena is people that they identify as their leaders, the ones typically that come in and say, you have this pain and I can solve it for you, I and I alone, okay, can fix this problem for you, okay, then they will lead, they will follow that person through hell. It doesn't matter whether they lie to them or whatever. The data are irrelevant. And furthermore, anybody who questions that narrative is to be immediately attacked. They are the other. <clears throat> this is central to mass formation psychosis. And this is what has happened. We had all those conditions. If you remember back before 2019, everybody was complaining, the world doesn't make sense, blah, blah, blah. Um, and we're all isolated from each other. We're all on our little tools. We're not connected socially anymore, except through social media. Um, and then this thing happened, and everybody focused on it. That is how mass formation psychosis happens, and that is what's happened here. Now, there's ways to get out of it. Um, Matthias's recommendation is you've got to get people to realize that what we've got is a situation of global totalitarianism. In his experience in Europe, making people realize there's a bigger threat than the virus can cause a separation psychologically in this fusion, this hypnosis that has happened. The problem is, then you're just substituting a bigger boogeyman from the current one. Mm -hmm. Somebody else can come in and manipulate that. The real problem, and it gets back to your core point, we're sick as a society, and we have to heal ourselves. And one of the things we have to do is come together. We have to recreate our social bonds. We have to buy into integrity, the importance of dignity, and the importance of community. That's how we get out of this. And I think that this insight of Matthias Desmond is really central to kind of making sense out of all this crazy. We got a world in which the press is incentivized to push a storyline because they're all controlled by the same large funds that Pfizer is, and mm -hmm. so is tech. <coughs> exactly. So he mentioned a few of those funds, BlackRock, State Street, Vanguard, and uh, he's not wrong. Um, Robert, F., uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. had posted an article back in June that was guest authored by uh, Dr. McCullough, who, uh, who is one of those who got censored for his uh, natural or um, natural uh, medicine, uh, um, basically his uh, ideas upon medicine and whatnot. But he was attacked for his various points of view and whatnot. And so I won't go down that discussion, but he was looking into who owns who. And I have looked into who owns who in terms of Pfizer, in terms of those companies. And they are substantial owners, like 20% of Pfizer, meaning that they have board seats. And just so you know who BlackRock is, that's owned by or ran by one Larry Fink, who does com does uh, conversations with Bill Gates, who Bill Gates is obviously owns uh, uh, substantial portions of various vaccine um uh, he's put in money in moderna he was putting in money into moderna as early as 20 uh, 2015 or 2016 one of the one of those two years he put in about 20 million dollars then uh, uh who at that time robert langer was attached to that robert langer's uh, mit and and whatnot and he also has invested in langer's company called uh, microchips and he's, uh, uh, Gates is involved with uh, uh, technology that re regarding uh, putting um, uh, something, uh, putting something subcutaneous and recording vaccination schedules. Uh, that was run by Kevin McHugh, who moved from MIT down to 
I want to say Rice University. I'm pretty sure it is Rice University in Texas. Um, and he did that at the back end of 2019. So all this stuff is going on in the background. And he was talking about how there was a numerous events, and that's what I was talking about earlier. And as I said, uh, and he mentioned the 1930s and 1920s and about the uh, a population that became uh, barking mad. Um, in 1928, uh, Edward Bernays wrote the uh, book Propaganda, which was uh, actually lauded and praised by one uh, Go- um, uh, uh, Dr. Goebbels, who obviously ran the media propaganda for the Nazi empire. So this isn't unusual, and it was also happening in, in Stalinistic uh, Russia at that time. Uh, they were doing the same kind of things to people, uh, disappearing people. I see this current situation as a fusion of those two totalitarian ideologies. So you have the corporate fascism, which has been going on in the United States of America. Um, you said the Trusted News Initiative. Uh, we know there's a Pfizer or a medical field element to it. There's also all these other corporations are pushing this uh, this new ESG uh, uh, initiative which is coming out of the World Economic Forum. They're using this as a climate change hustle. They've already talked about pumping $150 trillion over the next 30 years into this, which is just asinine and foolish. But moreover, uh, our economic stability is going to shit, and we already know that. So what the value of those numbers and dollars mean are nothing, don't mean a damn thing, because it's just, it, how can you base a projection upon a, uh, economy right now that has six to eight percent inflation, and the inflationary pressures are going to have a substantial impact upon that. You have Germany who shut down nuclear power just recently, three of their six plants. Uh, their prices are going through the roof. The whole thing is about a destabilization plan, and they, I see this. This is my opinion. This isn't his opinion. I see this has been the long-term strategy for decoupling and destabilizing through social media, uh, through financial uh, uh, consolidation, and then later to introduce something as viral as a pandemic. So ever since 2001, when 9-11 took off, that had an impact. Within six weeks of 9-11, they had the Patriot Act out, uh, our Congress did. And they gave unusual unilateral powers to the Bush administration to go out and, quote, start two wars, basically, and run up a, a trillions of dollars in deficits. Um, and, and meanwhile, they they decoupled uh, reality on uh, the financial front by allowing people who basically didn't have a very good financial uh, record to uh, start getting into home ownership and they turned that into an asset bubble that wound up crashing the economy in 2000, late 2007 through 2009 and it took us and then we spent the next eight years with very little economic recovery we had people going into huge amounts of debt in, in, in at least the younger uh, populations while everybody else was trying to save every nickel they could Trump comes along uh, the media uh, had already set the uh, set the stage for how they were going to attack him, uh, in particular uh, at the latter end, latter latter stages of the Obama administration, between all their little hustles from Ukraine to uh, BLM, uh, every every crime was amplified astronomically to be used and hustled to to set up this narrative that America is extremely racist when it isn't. Um, We've been extremely tolerant. We've come a long, long way from where we were in the big bad old days of the 50s and 60s. If you if you want to use that as your jump off point or the 1850s or the 1860s. I realize that people, you know, they, they never let themselves heal. They, they like to pick at old wounds. They like to go back in the past and pick at every old wound. I understand that. I understand that personally from a very deep and unfortunate circumstance. That being said, you either get the hell over it or you're going to live forever in that pain. And living forever in pain is absolutely asinine. It's the way they're doing everybody now with this COVID shit. They don't want anybody to get out of this. They want to keep everybody stuck. And this is reprehensible upon the medical community, 
the the political establishment and anybody else who's in some position of power and authority. And that's one of the key aspects of this. Uh, it's called locus of control. So most people, uh, you have an internal locus of control or you uh, define yourself by an external locus. So these people are an external locus of control and they're blame, blaming you for all the things that go wrong in the world uh, because they don't have any other uh, insights or anything. So that's the reason why they bring up Oh well, this this virus actually affects uh, uh, African Americans or uh, Black people or whatever you, uh, a certain way uh, more prevalent than others. They don't want to get down to the nitty gritty that it's uh, driven by obesity rates and lifestyle choices and and the whole host of factors that go into that. Um, if they have a higher incidence of uh, heart attacks or blood clotting issues or any other any other things that can impact. Uh, uh, the ability to, uh, to fight off and or to withstand a, a a coronavirus, they don't want to get into that. Yes, they probably do have a much higher prevalence. I mean, that's statistically probably absolutely true. But to to uh, to blame other people for their for that particular affair is is nonsensical. You have to base it upon the fact that if you engage in certain lifestyle choices, and that goes for white or black people. A matter of fact, the whole host of the media empire has decided that any time they can put on a state that doesn't lobby their wishes, like Florida or Texas or anywhere down south, uh, they've tried to hone in on it. And like last year, they did with uh, South Dakota with the super spreader. They go, oh, my God, it's a super spreader event. You know, you notice how how they interplay their entire dogma based upon the ability to blame somebody or blame some state. And I know there's many people out there that have for, for, for got into this mass psychosis that um, they like to otherize other people because they're scared. And there, here's a, another tidbit that also generates this as far as I'm concerned. So many people have, uh, have family. And when this thing hit early on, uh, they were either afraid for their families and they were afraid of death. They were afraid they were going to die. And they were afraid that they weren't going to be able to, uh, uh, you know, live on. And that scared them. And then they were also scared of their family. And that generated guilt. And by scared of their family, they were scared that their family might present uh, a flu a flu virus to them based upon their prior experiences with them. Because people have been spreading flu viruses for who knows how many, uh, for their entire lives. Uh it's not by purpose. It just happens. Like if your kids go to school and they pick up something and they bring it home and then the parent gets sick, the parent understands that the kid doesn't doesn't wash their hands as much, which is why you teach your kids to wash their hands and, and take care of themselves and do other things better. And that's all. that's a whole cycle of life. We all have dealt with this. This idea you can socialize and say, we're going to have these strict regiments. I understand that the Eastern philosophy uh, uh, pretends to to have a control and understanding of this. They don't. They lie. They cheat. They do whatever they can to get you. Everybody who believes that China controlled this virus is barking mad stupid. Uh, any scientist who actually believes that shit is a retarded person because they should know by now that China lies about every number that they put out. They're not. They're. They. They are not. They are not able to control this thing any better than we are, uh, and they have a larger population, and they probably have sustained substantial deaths. Tell me how many people live in China, if you can. Can you tell me how many people live in China? The answer is you can't. I, they've been stuck on 1.4 billion people for the last 15 years, as far as I know. I seriously believe I. I they were talking 1.4 billion people living in China in 2008. Uh, you mean their population hasn't grown any since then? Why is their population stagnant? Uh, is it has something to do with bir- uh, controlling every birth that goes on there? Well, how do they control every birth there? Uh, how about the ethnic Uyghurs? I mean, they uh, they obviously don't care about their, their lives. Uh, I've heard all kinds of horror stories there. And meanwhile, we're doing the same kind of crap here with uh, testing on beagles and God only knows what else with fetal tissue and whatnot. Um, this has been going on in our medical establishment at a 
at a certain level, which just generates all kinds of ethical, unethical behaviors and obviously ethical constructs that we need to be investigating. And he got to that point. He said that we have a problem of ethics and integrity in this country. And this has been going on. And China is embedded in this. They sent the virus of unethical behavior and and lack of integrity. And they've been uh, infiltrating our our establishment for years with money and compromat. And we have people that are unethical who run our country. Uh, you can throw Donald Trump in there if you want to. If that if that assuage your your uh, political biases, then then so be it. What are you going to do about it? He's no longer in charge of anything. If you want to keep him out of there, that's fine. But how about looking at the other people that that you need to be worried about? Why not? Why aren't you looking at Joe Biden or his son? Why aren't you caring about that thing? See, that's another thing when he was talking about personalities. So the idea that a, a guy three thousand miles away from you can control your health, health, uh, in personal health is retarded. But of course, that's why people select certain people. They said, "Oh, Biden can do things that Trump can't do, and he'll make the virus better." Well, as it turned out, this past year, more people died, uh, according to the CDC, of the of the coronavirus or uh, COVID nineteen than they did under Trump. Now, here's the funny thing, or the when I say funny thing, see the problem is is most of those deaths and how they're recorded. Uh, it leaves out the fact of comorbidities. Of course, our media people are going to suddenly change the, the script. And this is the biggest problem with this entire thing. This is the mass media. They're so bought and paid for that they shift the narrative to whatever whatever confusion method they can use to keep you off balance and out of control. They don't want to deal with basic facts and then they, they contort the facts to fit whatever narrative they need to have in order to generate the response they want in the in the public. Uh, they want to keep the people afraid. They want to keep them stupid. They don't want to concentrate on the other 88% of deaths that took place in the United States of America aside from that. It's funny, that's part of the mass formation psychosis that's happened. Uh, Why you're worried about these... Uh, this uh, this uh, death rate attached to the virus, you forget about the other 88% of the people who died in America, the other 5.8 million people over the last two years that passed away outside of the viral, uh, that that which has been linked to the virus, um, the other 800,000, which are, of course uh, are um, debatable because of the fact that probably of that group, there's been many studies or been many people who have come to the conclusion that many of those people did not need to pass away, but they were older and they were allowed to, uh, they, they put them in hospital and the hospital treated them like garbage instead of preventing their, instead of giving them treatments that treatment protocols that existed and were easily known about, you know, the hydroxychloroquine is one of the grossest examples because you could find studies going back to 2004, 2005 in vitro and even were, were performed by highly qualified scientists and the China themselves was using hydroxychloroquine in January of 2020. That's notable and verified. Um, but we also have the problem of our medical establishment, including people that have been hidden under the radar that even work with uh, Dr. Fauci, who are editors of like the New England Journal of Medicine, uh, Dr. Lindsay R. Bodden, who works at the Brightham's uh, Women's Hospital, which Malone mentioned in this uh, interview, amongst other things. I mean, this is a three-hour interview, and I, I just played you about a 10, 10 to 15-minute snippet of it. What I guess I'm getting at is the mass the mass media psychosis has ignored uh, creates a, a mass media formation psychosis. I, I you can trademark that on my on my behalf if you want to. Um, has allowed people to get away with uh, terrible, I say terrible outcomes. So I'm going to play this little snippet from Paul Joseph Watson um, as far as uh, the the our trash that we're doing uh, in regards to this, which has always been another interesting impact. And this was published uh, actually December 23rd. So I'll play it real quick. 
I thought the aim was to reduce the spread of viruses. Massive, we've been finding a lot of these lately in our coastal waters. Across the globe, an estimated 129 billion disposable face masks and 64 billion disposable gloves are now used every month, according to a study in environmental science and technology. The four ocean cleaning crews say they're finding it in the ocean by the thousands. It's, it's everywhere. It's Bali. It's Guatemala. It's Haiti. Masks are required all around the world, and, and people are using these single-use masks. They're coming out of these stores, they're getting to their car, and they're taking off the gloves, they're taking off the mask, and they're tossing them into these parking lots. And all these drains are leading to the oceans. Greta Thunberg, any comment? Oh no, she's too busy scowling over life-giving plant food, without which there'd be no life on Earth. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. People are popping COVID lateral flow tests like happy pills on the last day of Woodstock. Yeah. So... As you heard there, you know, we're talking about 180 billion items per month being generated and destroyed or not destroyed, being thrown into wastewater and getting out to the ocean and whatnot. Isn't it interesting, you know, throughout this entire, if there had been such, if there had truly been this massive pandemic, where are the waste waste uh, baskets that are around uh, for putting these masks away? If you have, let's just say you had COVID or were active and you're wearing a mask and you're out, say you're out and about, you have to be out and about. See, the, the thing people, there's been people that have said, oh, you should always stay locked down and do, do this. You know, people have to do certain things. They have to, quote unquote, make money. They can't just go, oh, I can go remote. You can't rem- go remote with a physical job. You can't go remote with, say, you're a construction worker. Say you work as a, a whatever. And they said, well, they can do without you at work. Well, hmm. there's a lot of places where they don't, they may or may not allow that to happen. They may like, they may, uh, let's just say, they may downsize you or lay you off or do other things. People have been going through flu seasons for what a millennia or more i mean that that you could actually att- that they actually knew what the the causation was i mean i don't know medical science has really only been around i mean when i say medical science you could actually say i mean yeah people have been doing all kinds of experiments for you know thousands of years but uh in terms of basing it upon something where there's a scientific method that's only been around for like the last 200 years at least in 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 terms of there's been a unique uh process and even then i would actually say it's only been around the last 100 125 years and i'm not a medical expert so i'm not going to pretend to be one but that's roughly the concept here uh the point is is when you're looking at all this uh all these uh impacts that we have had and all this, uh, uh, you know, generated filth and garbage. I mean, it, it imp- impacts the environment, and yet there was very little mention of that. But now they'll they'll shift to that. They're going to shift to this climate change hustle, and then they're going to start blaming you for all the all this masking up and and uh, gloves and the medical profession. I mean, they have absolutely ruined their integrity for this. There were so many other, they, like Malone said, everything they did was absolutely the opposite of what you would do if you were actually trying to get people through this. And um, they just it's, it's prevalent uh, in our society now that we have a group of people who probably are not going to, that are so, I mean, they, they triggered their hypochondria, they triggered their... They're, uh, uh, for example, the, that uh, particular organization that was talking there was Ocean. So Ocean, uh, there's a uh, your um, what do you call it? Uh, your personality or uh, your uh, there's a personality studies, the OSHA factor. So you have you know um, openness is O, uh, A is uh, what do you call it? Uh, agreeableness, N is neuroticism. So women, as it turns out, are very are more prone to neuroticism or highly neurotic, especially younger women, especially in, from the, say, the ages of, say, 12 to, like, 19 or whatever. They they have just, they probably had the highest levels of neuroticism. Um, and, and this is as they're changing into women, and they they become hyper, you know, hyper aware, and all. It, there's a host of reasons behind it, but you can scare them very easily. 
and and in some women are even more susceptible as they get older and there's there's been a I got into a kind of not necessarily a disagreement but there was a a, a study or a, a a graph that was put out about over 45 women or ages over white women over the ages of 45 had from this from 2010 to 2020 had doubled their usage of uh, antidepressants from 4 million uh, users to 8 million users and they were by by and large far and ahead of every other uh classification of uh users in terms of you know by race and by uh by uh by gender or sex so what do you get when you get that relationship well uh, you have, and and the, it wasn't just that they used the antidepressants; they were using them for like uh, five years. So they were addicted, or being addicted, uh, being addicted to them by the pharmaceutical industry, which needs that. What they're trying to do, and this is this has been very easy to identify, is they're trying to put you on a quote unquote subscription program. See, they want they want consistent cash flows. That way, they can predict earnings. And they have to have people, they have to have a, they have this, they, in sales there's a funnel. You have all the potential people that can come into a particular store, you know, your market share, your market. You, this is your market. And then what percentage of the market can you uh, obtain? Say 10% of the market in a local area. Say there's a thousand people that, are, that uh, quote unquote match up with the big data analysis that you do that's another terminology that's come up, come about they've been collecting data on you for the last decade 15 years and they ascertain what they can do with you based upon the data they've collected on you so let's just say like I said a thousand people fit the category of this particular company in a particular location and of those they figure they can get 10% of those people to uh, buy their product then they have to continue to get that stream that continue 100 people to do it. They have to, they figure there's going to be maybe 10% are going to walk away at the end of the first month. So that means they got to find 10 more customers out of the remaining 900 in the market share. So they still have to continue to make that. So they want to do that all the time. That way they can have predictable quarterly results. I know this because, uh, matter of fact, uh, I worked at a, a big fortune 500 company in the automotive industry um, well automotive it was actually trucking but uh, nevertheless same same difference uh, the the point was is their quarterly reports you know they had to reflect reflect the amount of sales and hit certain uh, bear uh, cur- uh, uh, certain key volume indicators or kpis key performance indicators and they had a big it always was a big uh big deal at the very end of the quarter to to either meet or meet uh exceed uh those numbers at least from the plant manager standpoint and they would you know how they would uh run shifts and how they would manage labor and how many labor hours and all this other happy horse shit had to be calculated in there and they didn't want to have any unusual impacts to their financial statements in other words one-time hitters that would uh, throw off the statement and make them look like they couldn't meet their goals and then that gets summed up into another level and then that gets summed up to the uh, the final uh, CFO level so they can release the report but this is the this is also short-termism so one of the problems with America and this is a, this is an ideological framework is that we're very short-term oriented. It's the social media, the 140 characters, kind of short, short-term thinking, short-term focus, short-term objectives. There's no long-term planning. And long-term planning requires that you, you're able to look beyond the current situation. And that's what these assholes are doing to all of the people in the Western world. They're getting everybody continually focused on the day I have to have my mask, I have to have my testing, I have to do this, I have to do that. It helps them. It helps them. It doesn't help you. Because they they want you to be predictably conditioned to do the same thing over and over again so that they can set their objectives the way they want to. Now they're doing long-term planning. They're talking about 2030 and 2050. That's the World Economic Forum shit. They're trying to get you to be a predictably conditioned human being. And they want you to be uh, let's authoritarian control. 
So this idea that they, they have done this uh, for that power grab is, is quite malevolent uh, because they're trying to strip everybody of their individual freedoms and rights. They, and everybody who thinks that it's uh, helpful or beneficial to do this to other people um, are, well, either under the mass psychosis or they're just malevolent people in general. Um, you know, it's amazing. Um, the greatest people in the world, um, when I say great people, there's people that don't have a great amount of intelligence. They have average intelligence, but they're highly motivated and they're very good people. They're non-malevolent. And then they go out and they can do great things. They can get people on board. People want to support them because they're people that you're, they're good to work with. They're highly motivated, so you feel like you're on, you're doing something. And, you know, they have a good amount of intelligence, but they're not somebody who lords that over you. On the other hand, those people run into loggerheads against people who are highly malevolent, very, very intelligent, but they're not very motivated to do anything. When I say they're not motivated in any good way. Uh, they usually are hap- they're, they're you know, lazy or... They want everybody else to do the work, and they use their intellect to intellect and their uh, malevolence to exploit them in that regard. So there are two, you know, there's a there's a drastic example of if you've had those two particular forces against each other, you're going to have conflict. Now this is where the evil wins out over good in the short term, and it has. I mean, we've we're, we've witnessed it. We have lots of evil people that have managed to push their ideology on people for a short term of time uh, short term in human terms it can be anywhere from a year to a decade I would say honestly um, and by that I mean um, you can fool people for quite a while long, uh, quite a long time in how you view things uh, through happy talk and through blame shifting and other tactics and abilities that are used by people with psychological issues uh, but you can do that for you know a year or several years there's people that get married to people and don't know that they're married to somebody who's like this and then they find it out until it's way too late and then beyond that then eventually good wins out I mean, you we all hope that does that only happens though if you have an integrity based uh, society and truthfully a truthful society and you're not always trying to contort the truth or twist and manipulate things to fit your uh, political objectives so with the media and the politicians and the corporations all working and pulling pulling these strings and they're they're manipulating from afar and they and they too are being uh, uh, hampered or controlled by Forces beyond us, uh, people that we will never talk to, who will never come out of the shadows because that's why they work from there. Uh, they they typically have some uh, a pull or actually uh, graduate up to that level. So, for example, when you hear Clinton suddenly out of the nowhere, she's involved with the administration of Joe Biden's administration. Why? Why hasn't she retired yet? Why hasn't she just gone and packed sand somewhere else? Because she likes to get her fingers into everything and it's not just her and you know a lot of people said well trump was doing the same thing yeah okay we can go with that idea he just became he he probably feels like any other person who runs for political office and wins and thought he did a good job and thought he should have won the election and joe biden is an empty suit of nothingness he's just a shill he's just a he's a demented old fool and if people who think they voted for a guy who was going to give them something different and then they got what they got, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> you have to come to that realization that you got you got huckstered. We all have to come to that realization. I came to that realization with Obama. I felt like I got huckstered by that guy. And, uh, you know, and looking back, there was a definite signs between his, his uh, relationship with Jeremiah Wright, his mis speaking about his uh, faith and belief and the way he talked about the managed declining the fact that he got the Nobel Peace Prize right out the gate without any any actual hard work towards achieving that goal just all kinds of things you know 
once you line up the dots and then he carried on the exact same tradition of the uh, Bush uh, Bush administration, drone strikes, uh, wars. He kept those things going. He didn't do any of the things he said he was going to do. Plus, he started attacking people in the media. He uh, Julian Assange. Yeah, there's there's plenty of there's plenty of stuff there, but the media covered for him and made him look like he was this great guy and everything. And there's people out there that still believe that. But they won't ever. They won't ever admit that they were wrong. They'll never admit that they listened to the wrong shills for over and over and over again. I stopped listening to media for five years, but I, I did that because I went down a different road and was uh, too busy with other things. When I came back to the media and saw what they were talking about and how they were talking about it, that's when it got it triggered me to start looking into why they were the way they were. It was a slow process. It took several years. I wasn't always interested in doing it, and then I finally said in 2019, that's where I became uh, uh, exclusively aware that this was going on, and uh, and I started writing about it, and, and I've gone from there, and, and I'm still gathering information, not only against Bush, Clinton, Obama, and now even Trump, so Trump's pushing of the vaccine or his uh, lack of uh, ability to admit that he's wrong about the vaccine in any way, shape, or form leads me to believe that he's either being controlled or he or he actually truly believes all this shit. And if he truly believes this shit, then he's he's just no better than any of the other ones. And, you know, that's that's sad, but it can be very much the case. And we have to accept that reality that you have people that... Uh, and, and believe me, I never thought Trump was any moral... Um, hyper-moralistic person. I mean, I realize what he was. I realize what presidents have to be. More so than I, I think more many other people will admit. Yeah, you have to pick your battles and you have to pick your choices. But that being said, this is an issue that he should be fundamentally... Um, and now he should either admit his... If he would learn to admit he was wrong, he would make a far greater impact than than just being another shill for... The corporations that that push this shit, or and and admit that he was a fool and got played by Tony Fauci, and you know if he would if he showed any humility, he would go far far great. He would he build a far far greater uh, understanding from people than just going along with I can't admit I'm wrong. It's not even about at this point. If he's worried about whether the media is ever going to accept him, he should be he should be ashamed of himself for even thinking that that really matters anymore. Um, that's just my two cents. Um, because why would you want to be accepted by these these psychopaths? I mean, these people are hucksters and shills, and they take money from all kinds of places and sources, and they're willing to say anything on air to to get a you know get a paycheck. They're just as bad as the cops now. So I'm going to leave it there. I've talked for nearly an hour, and it's time time to move on to something else. And I think uh, I think I, I let uh, Doctor Malone. I, I put one in the description to what I was talking about um, uh, as far as this uh, these podcasts, and obviously the Paul Joseph Watt, uh, Watson clip. You can watch the whole uh, thing he, he discusses there. We're in a in a state of affairs where we really need to be. I'm more and more aware of going on. Um, I think uh, we've, uh, what do you call it, um, lost our way. And as uh, Malone said, we need to find uh, integrity and truth and try to um, ascertain whether the, what's the best way forward. And this is this is no no, no small feat to, to go ahead and, and do this. So I think uh, um, I think we need to. Uh, make that headway really quickly um, because our world depends upon it our friend our friend our friends and um, uh, different countries around the world are fighting against the tyranny that's being uh, slowly put into place by puppet puppet politicians by their health officials and, and a, whole, a host of other sources and the danger here is we're all being uh, being used really horribly towards this um, towards this agenda that uh, these people have cooked up uh, for us um, 
there's no there's no two ways around that because they're not they, they like uh, uh, Malone said with the emergency use authorizations or emergency powers uh, for example in the New York New York uh, City mayor the new newly elected one no sooner he gets in office he he just reinstitutes the same or uh, orders that the uh, that Bill de Blasio had so what does that tell you about his ability to think for himself so anyway um, God bless the United States of America and uh, God save the world.